Love the nouns, love the pronouns, impersonal and personal. Love the words from ELFM. Hello and welcome to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM uh, from Chapel FM Art Centre and we're delighted to be part of Leeds Poetry Festival this year for this programme. Uh, in fact we've got two events as part of Leeds Poetry Festival. This one which is um, involving poets from our sister city of Dortmund uh, and also on July the 14th a live event which features um, a visiting visual artist and poet who we've got also got here tonight, Lynn Schiefman. So, uh, and Dalton Harrison, with whom uh, they are um, collaborating this 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 week in Leeds. So, um, yes, yeah, great to have you all here. It's, I've got Calvin Kleeman, Dalton Trellenberg, Lynn Schiefman, and Dalton Harrison from Leeds. We might we might have um, Caitlin McKenna, the poet uh from uh well i think she's in in leeds at the moment she might be somewhere else but she's from this vicinity a bit later on and we might also be talking to tony macaluso our director at um chapel fm but first of all yes how are you all there in dortmund dawson what's the weather like yeah very good uh it's a little bit rainy i love rain and so sometimes i'm thinking to go to england i've heard about uh, lots of lots of rain there and uh the weather for me is perfect Good. so i can uh, have uh, very very much time in my room and can write poems excellent calvin have you had a long day today uh oh yes yes i had um but now i'm i'm very very joyful to um sink into uh poetry with you and uh talk with you and uh, my author friends from Dortmund. Right, it's great to have you with us. And uh, Lynn, yes, uh, how are you? Are you coming? To, are you looking forward to coming to Leeds this week? Yes, this week. Uh, I'm going to to Leeds on Friday morning, starting really early here because I'm going to go by train. So uh, I need to to uh, take three different trains, three different train companies. I think that's going to be a bit of an adventure. Often the German uh, train company is going to be on time. Let's see. I will go really early to Brussels, so it should all work out. And is it your first visit to Leeds, Lynn? Yes, it's my first visit to Leeds. Uh, I've been to Great Britain before a couple of times, but uh, actually I've never been to Leeds, so that's going to be a first. And uh, you're going to be working with Dalton, Dalton Harrison, the poet who we know very well at Chapel FM. Hi, Dalton, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. As always, I'm so excited to be able to talk to you again and, and be involved in such an incredible project and meeting absolutely so many incredible people and poets. It's a, it's a great experience for me and certainly an adventure. I'm glad I don't have to take as many trains. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Lynn, 
just if you could just before you you, you read uh, to us i mean that should i should say to to listeners that we're on zoom so sadly we don't have the dortmund poets with us in person in leeds this time although there is a tradition of of dortmund poets coming to leeds and writers we started myself and the poet ralph tenure in 2017 and we've uh, this connection is strong and will i hope become stronger as the years go by as well um but lynn if you could just say a little about how your visit to leeds your residency in leeds came about and what you intend to do so um this residency is uh, funded by the cultural bureau uh, office of dortmund and um i think they wanted people to to focus on on connecting with uh, artists from the sister uh, cities and uh, also to they liked to to have a collaboration from two different kind of arts so now i'm a writer and a visual visual artist but in this case i'm going to focus on my uh, visual art and uh, dalton is also actually like uh, has two kinds of uh, like arts he he's practiced and i think besides uh, writing also um, the actors group but so we are going to focus on the arts visual arts and writing uh, part and we're going to um, also yes with our our main topic is going to be trans identity and uh, we are going to try to create um, portraits combined from my visual art um, a painting and also from the texts and the topics from Dalton's, uh, Dalton's poetry. And I think uh, this is going to work out really well. Not quite sure how how exactly it's going to, to come about, but we are going to, to just try a lot of things. Do, I'm going to do a lot of sketches and hopefully, um, yeah, we will, we will both find a way to combine our arts. Sounds really fascinating. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what you both come up with, both individually and, and together. And Lynn, we've obviously got exhibition space at Chapel FM. Will we see any of your work exhibited there? Yes, I'm going to take a couple of really small uh, paintings with me. But um, these are from my uh, latest uh, series, art series, uh, 365 Women Portraits. Um, during Corona uh, time, I, I started a project uh, where I wanted, like, my personal challenge, I wanted to paint uh, a picture of a woman um, and each wanted to paint one picture or painting each day. So that didn't really work out that that well. Um, after 94 days, I think I stopped because it was getting too much. Um, but still... Um, now I think over two and a half years I've finished the project. So now there are 365 women portraits, and I'm just go, uh, going to show uh, a very small, um, yeah, very small part of this uh, series at Chapel FM. Yes, I, I do know about these uh, these lovely statements. Like I will do this for 365 days, and it's very easy to make these very massive <laughs> sort of. Oh, I'm going to do it, and it's harder to to see to see out the whole 365. But 95, 94 is pretty good. Um, so I'm going to ask Lynn to read to read something uh, now. But it, but as for the other poets, we'll come to each of you. 
uh, individually. And if and if Torsten, Calvin, and Dalton, you could introduce yourself and the kind of thing that you do when when we come to you, if that's okay. We've heard a bit about Lynn and her and the, the scope of her work, but Lynn, yeah, but uh, we'll come to Dalton in a second. But if if you wouldn't mind uh, reading something to us, that'd be fantastic. Yes, I'm going to read uh, a text which is quite personal for me. It's also about trans identity, so I'm non-binary myself, and uh, this text is really, really a lot influenced by yeah my struggles with my own uh, trans identity. And um, it's fairly recent. I wrote it in my last holiday when I was in Italy with my husband. And uh, yes, and so it's originally written in German because I almost all the time I write in German. And uh, I'd, so this is a translation. So obviously something is not going to to translate so well, but I hope I hope it's it's going to be fine in the concept uh, and the yeah really that the emotions will be uh, yeah you will be uh, able to feel the emotions behind the text or in the text. Okay. Phoenix in a jar. We are on vacation in Italy, near the French border. I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 13 millimeters, as always. I've been to Italy before. Ten years ago, my hair was long. I dressed in tight jeans and a t-shirt. Men called me Bella and flirted with me. Now they don't. Is it because I'm older? Is it because my husband and I are traveling together? Is it my hair? I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 13 millimeters, as always. We take the cable car up Mont Blanc. At the middle station, we sit outside. As I take another drag on my cigarette, I listen to the couple on the table next to ours. They are of the same age as my husband and I. C'est une fille, she says, sounding surprised. But I haven't been une fille for a while now. Too old to be a girl, more like a woman. But not even that, totally. I'm non-binary. Sometimes it feels like I'm saying I'm nobody. No one to put in a specific drawer. It's easy at home. I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 13 millimeters, as always. I'm me. People know about my art and writing. That's all they need to know. All artists are strange somehow. That's normal. That's okay. I'm queer at home, and that's okay. I lived in my... I live in my sweet little marmalade jar. I rarely talk to people who dare to badmouth queers. I know something differently, but I don't dare. Diversity is currently the magic word. Diversity is encouraged. Diversity gets funded. I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 13 millimeters as always. But in Italy, I feel unsettled. Outside of my marmalade jar, People seem to watch me more often, to recognize me as a stranger. I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 30 millimeters, as always. I like to think of all trans people as phoenixes, as magical creatures, as something beautiful and powerful that burns and rises again. But flying in the marmalade jar is difficult, lack of space. Space in Italy. 
yes, everything is new here, but people don't see the magic in me, or do they? I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 13 millimeters, as always. Men, women on the street and in the pub study my appearance, wondering what I embody. Finally, they say, ah, c'est une fille, and look at me like I have broken wings, as if one could fly with just long hair, makeup, a dress, and high heels. But I, I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 30 millimeters, as always. I fantasize, fantasize about a man confronting me. Why is your hair short? Why don't you wear something nicer? Why don't you put on, why don't you put on your makeup? I see, I see the scene in my head. I stand up and look deep into his eyes. I ask, where's your long, luscious hair? Where's your mascara? Where's your dress? And he stands still and defeated. And I know it's all in my head. These are not the words of an unknown Italian. Those were the words of loved ones. Not heard for a long time, but still unsure. How much can I say? Do I let them into my jar? Not that one careless word will sour my marmalade. I'm not wearing a dress. My hair is shaved to 13 millimeters as always. But always is just a word on a free tongue. Forever is just a fantasy of how it's possible to live in a marmalade jar forever, just surrounding myself with people who understand me. Another fantasy is that I always understand myself. I'm not wearing a dress today. My hair has grown to 20 millimeters. Do I want to be a phoenix? Phoenixes are reborn and grow into strong magical beings, but phoenixes die too, again and again. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Lovely. Yeah, and I love the repetition of those phrases. I found that very strong. Thank you very much indeed. That was Lynn Schiffman reading. What, the title was, again? Uh, in English, Phoenix in a Jar. Phoenix in a Jar. Thank you very much. <clears throat> I wonder if you'll Thank be you. reading that on July the 14th. Yeah, I can do so, sure. Now it's already translated, so why not? <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Well, it seems the right thing to come to Dalton now, with whom, Lynn, you're going to be collaborating when you come to Leeds in a few days' time. So um, and in, in a little while after Dalton, we're going to be hearing some music that, with words by Torsten and uh, some music by his his collaborator and also some music chosen by Calvin later on. But first of all, Dalton, if you'd like to introduce yourself and your work and read something, that'd be great. Yeah, so I'm really moved by that poem. I was like, um, yeah, just had to fight back the tears a bit there. Um, I think, yeah, for me, a lot of my work talks about transition, but also the paths that you take. Um, yeah, it talks about my gender, but it also talks about my identity and the environments that you find yourself. Um, I experienced prison um, for a few years and being in a female prison when you don't identify as being female can often be how we feel in society and, and the way that we're seen. Um, so I think this does reflect this poem and it's called Identity. And it talks about that journey of, of being in institutions and, and being in, in an environment where you don't feel you belong. Identity. 
what is identity inside these walls? Doors so thick it binds the chest you hide so you can't breathe. Define me by numbers, a sign that says female estate. I can't deny I'm here, but I'm just visiting. Yet still I see the dirt tracks of ghosts walking in rows. The smell of death like somehow that was the only way to ever be free. What is identity? Identify me in society's hollow walls where no one hears you cry in towels given, used and repeated in a system that deals with mass incarceration. This blue towel in my hand that I leave the streaks in. My sobs, my grief, my guilt, my past. I could wring it out, tear it in half in anger. But I sit with this feeling that stretches across from hand to hand. I look and I wonder in the middle of my pain, in the pinnacle of my fallen tears, if anyone used this as a noose to stop theirs. I throw it aside and it coils around like a viper in the room. I feel the poison, I taste it on my lips. I feel it in my body, what is identity? The system is they, them. I am the boy behind the wall and the sign says, female, the state. Thank you. Thank you, Dalton. That was Dalton Harrison reading a poem from a boy behind the wall, yeah? From yeah, the that, all, yeah, the boy behind the wall is um, is like my debut um, autobiographical uh, sort of a poetry collection that has reflective writing in as well. So yeah, most of my poems come from there. Dalton, perhaps you'd like also like to talk about um, you're a student at the moment. <laughs> I don't know whether, whether that's relevant. It'd be lovely to hear about how that's going. Yeah, I never dreamed that would be me. I think I actually discovered uh, education again in prison, which is ironic. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it was the identity that I wanted. All of a sudden, I wasn't that transgender prisoner. I wasn't the problem. I was a student. And I think that's what my teachers gave me in prison. It was that identity that I could thrive and, and grow in. Um, when I got out, I, uh, I wanted to go to university. Um, it wasn't a dream that I'd had. It was one that people were saying, you should do this. and um, I thought they were joking um, and I actually got into university, a very good one in Leeds. And I actually got kicked out uh, because I didn't pass their risk assessments. And I kept asking them, what are these risk assessments? What does it mean? Um, and they never had an answer for me. And I just kept going. Um, I wanted to be a student. And now I am a, a just completing my second year as a criminal justice and criminology student. Um, and I'll now be going into my third year in September. So I, I succeeded in the end. And I think it's all about perception and about what you think people are. As a man, I'm seen as a threat. Um, as a woman, I was seen as um, divergent and a problem. And I never really fit into any binary, really, because I still have all of those assumptions thrown at me daily. I think that's why Lynn's poem really resonated with me, because people look at you and they never see you unless you can find that safe space. And I think, yeah, I finally found that at university where people are now, as I'm coming up to my third year, understand me and don't see me as this risk or this transgender person. And yeah, university is everything I hoped and then dreamed it would be. Fantastic. And if you wouldn't mind just saying something about Standfast as well. Yeah, I'm still collaborating with them. Um, when I got out of prison um, and I, I got kicked out of uni, I, I felt almost betrayed. Like people had picked me up and helped me and all those people that had lifted me up, all of a sudden somebody else 
moved the carpet and I fell so hard. And Stampar's come out of that. Uh, and the first play that we wrote was called High Risk because that's what I kept getting told I was and I didn't understand why. Um, and yeah, that play, uh, we originally uh, was live on stage at the Holbeck um, and we, we did it to raise money for the hostel, the female hostel that we were put in. So me and my friends all collaborated together had come out of prison um, and wrote this play. And then we continued uh, with writing on air and turning it into a radio play. Um, and then we did HM Pride, which was the recent one um, that shows all of it true life accounts of our journey in prison from everyone's perspective. It's not just a trans perspective, it's female, it's bisexual, it's pansexual, it's everyone's sharing their journey together um, in, in these pieces. And it, and it really is empowering. So I do love Stand Fast. Great. And of course, we've got writing on air again this year in November. So uh, I'm hoping you'll come up with something for that. The theme of writing on air this year is missing. So, um, yeah, I hope you'll you'll find something there, Dalton. Oh, I, cer I certainly have a few ideas that we're already talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Dawson, I'm going to come to you now. And um, just to remind people that they're listening, you're listening to Love the Words on East Leeds FM, broadcasting not from Chapel FM, well, broadcasting from Chapel FM, but recorded in various houses in and flats in Leeds and Dortmund and, and, and further afield, Torsten, with you, slightly further afield anyway. Where where, where are you? <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I'm here sitting. Uh, interesting seems uh, I heard from uh, Lynn and Dalton, and now there's a break because I would like to... Um, to let you hear um, a musician, uh, a poem transformated from my friend Michael Breckis. Uh, the poem is uh, based on this old stories here in the region from uh, from the uh, from grandmas and grandpas, from the old tales, from dust and coal and so on. And um, uh, sometimes I'm thinking about what is going on in the in in their heads. Uh, in, and so my friend Michael can transform it into music. Um, I tried to translate it for you, and uh, before we can hear this music, uh, I try to bring it on, on an English version to you. For a few minutes, going into hiding, the stories of grandma and grandpa, the tales of patched clothes, the tales of dust and coal escape. For a few minutes, immersion. Immersion into a world full of colors, full of possibilities, full of future. What? What do you already know from my dreams? <laughs>
für wenige Minuten abtauchen. Den Geschichten von Oma und Opa, den Geschichten von geflickten Kleidern, den Geschichten von Staub und Kohle entfliehen. Für wenige Minuten. Eintauchen in eine Welt voller Farben, voller Möglichkeiten, voller Zukunft. Was wisst ihr schon von meinen Träumen? So you're listening to Love the Words. That was um, a piece with words by Torsten Schellenberg, who's with us um, on Zoom um, from the Ruhr and and music by his friend Michael. Torsten, that was great. And I've, I've heard several of your CDs, which you have very kindly gave me when I came to uh, Dortmund uh, last year so or the year before. So, Torsten, it would be great if you could introduce your work and... Uh, I know you've you're very prolific. You've produced what, 40 collections of poetry, which is extraordinary, and 25 um, picture books for children and five CDs. So, yes, tell us a bit about the kind of work you do and also the sort of things you do in in situations, because I loved hearing about your work in the hospital with the poems with the hospital food, for instance. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um... Uh, you told the people uh, uh, the most important facts about me. I'm a children book, children's book author and I'm a poet and I'm working uh, in so much other uh, regions. And what uh, you would like to hear is uh, from my um, from my project called uh, on German yep. Gedicht zum Gericht and it means a poem to your uh, to your lunch. What is it? Uh, some years ago, I'm going to the biggest hospital here in Dortmund, and I said to them, what do you think about a crazy idea? When the people who are lying here, uh, I think it's 2,000 beds, um, when the people are becoming uh, uh, their lunch and on their uh, lunch, what is it calling? Uh, uh, near, nearby the lunch, uh, a poem. And they are, first of all, a little bit uh, 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 irritated. They have irritation. And then I told them, we can make it like postcards. And so everybody who is lying here in bed can eat and he can or she can uh, take this card and have a, some few 
second uh, poetry time here in this house. And it was very, very great. And the people are very happy to uh, to find a poem on their uh, nearby their lunch. It was great. It was very great. Wonderful. Food of life. But uh, Torsten, thank you. And and you're going to read some something for us in German and then in English? Yes, yes, I can try it. Uh, it's a it's a mix from uh, uh, different themes. First of all, something political. Ich sagte, vertraue nicht auf das Wort von Ökonomen, vertraue nicht auf das Wort von Analysten, vertraue nicht auf das Wort von Astrologen, vertraue nicht auf das Wort von Politikern. Ich sagte, schau zum Fenster hinaus und vertraue dir selbst. I told you, don't believe the promises of economists, don't believe the promises of investment analysts. Don't believe the promises of astrologues. Don't believe the promises of politicians. I told you, look out of the window and believe yourself. <laughs> yes, very, very relevant to us here in Britain, I would say, Dawson. Yeah, also great. here in Germany, <laughs> <laughs> on the world. Uh, the next is not so, uh, so uh, political. Blackbird freezing like a dog. A cold north wind escapes from the uplands, drifting horizontal snow. Under pallid yellow light of lantern, you can listen to a frosty blackbird bird call in March. A blackbird freezing like a dog. Lovely. Could be any chance of hearing that in German? Ah, yes, uh, the next is in German. Okay. It's called Das Wetter. Das Wetter bestimmt die Regeln. Zwischen End- und Unendlichkeit unterwirft sich alles dieser Ordnung. Orte, Menschen, Tiere, das Leben. Das Wetter bestimmt die Gespräche. Zwischen lachender Kindersonne und dem Dauerregen bei deiner Beerdigung. So was that? Surely makes the rules. Between your end and your endlessness, everything subdued to this order. Places, humans, animals, life. The weather surely makes the daily talks between loving kids, the sun, and the steady rain on the day of your burial. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, lovely. A short one about the love. Untergänge. Liebesgedichte und Sonnenuntergänge sind mir lieber als Sonnengedichte und Liebesuntergänge. Settings. I believe more to love poems and sundowns than to sun poems and love downs. <laughs> thank you torsten thank you very much and um can i can i just uh, before we come to calvin um i it, i know you're very much all of you involved with um an organization of writers or an association of writers in westphalia could could you talk about that a bit I, um well any of you really it'd be really nice to hear about that 
Yes, yes, it's uh, important for uh, all members here from Dortmund. It's called uh, Literaturraum Dortmund Ruhr. And when we started, we are a, a handful of uh, poem uh, writers. And, and so we're thinking, what can we do? How can we start it, uh, an, an, a networking uh, or something else to, to help people to get uh, public readings, to get money for, uh, for, uh, to, to realize a book and so on? And uh, now we are nearly uh, 80 persons into our network and uh, we realize some book projects and so on and so on and so on. It's very, very good for everybody who's coming to us. And it's easy. You must not, uh, you must not say how good you are and uh, what you have done in your life. Uh, you can come to us and you, you are welcome. That is very easy. Fantastic. Lynn, are you obviously part of this as well? Ah, yes, also, although I'm just um, joined, like, I think now two or three years ago. And uh, what I've really, I think Thorsten has really taken me under his wing then and uh, showed me a lot of uh, how how one can uh, really organize the readings and how how to connect to all the literature um, other literature groups and also how yeah how to get funding and that was is really was really helpful and uh, now I'm also yeah I like that I, I can also give back a lot to the group um, organizing readings and looking for a little bit of funding for our readings so that we can have a little bit of money uh, for our work which I think is quite important um, because a lot of us are really trying to work professionally as authors and um, without funding, it's just not possible. Oh, absolutely, Lynn. But I do think that in Dortmund, or certainly my experience at Dortmund in, in Germany, maybe generally, that uh, you're further ahead than we are in Britain about that. I think that, you know, I think that, yeah, I, I, I think you're further along. <laughs> Yes, yeah, uh, definitely possibilities. But then we're also looking now, a lot of us are looking to Austria because they have a lot, even more funding, <laughs> maybe less people, but more funding. So that's easier to get some some piece, piece of the cake, really. Huh? But I think they're doing also doing a lot of good work there. But yes, in Germany, we can, it's possible to get funding, but one has to, to know how also and know how to, to write uh, these applications, I think that's uh, the most difficult thing, really. And not to be daunted by those applications. I think many people, uh, I think, uh, in are just very put off by the by the kind of wording, the forms. But yeah, if you can get over the fear and have support, as you have done, perhaps from Torsten, to do that, that's fantastic. And maybe that's a really good thing about the organisation you're part of, and and we can learn from too. Thank you for talking about that. And Calvin, we've come to you, and uh, it's lovely to have you with us. Calvin, could you maybe introduce yourself and 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 your work? Your new book sounds fascinating. <laughs> yes, my name is <clears throat> my name is Calvin Kleeman. I am uh, yes, fever dreamer and life author from Dortmund. Uh, actually, my last book has the title Fieber Träume auf dem Ibuprofen Regenbogen. So, Fever Dreams on a Rainbow of Ibuprofen. <laughs> and uh, it, it contains uh, surrealistic uh, short stories. Uh, 
with uh, giant mushrooms uh, out of the ground and um, raining frogs and a lot of crazy stuff, uh, which gets deeper and deeper and more personally until the fever dream ends and the reality wakes up. Uh, I'm writing since uh, 15 years now, or a little more maybe. And I'm focused uh, on yeah stage art. I'm um, my focus is to to stand on a stage and read with melody, read loud and scream and shout a lot and moving my hands wild and uh, to empower the poetry and the short story. Um, actually, I'm writing on the uh, second, on part two of the fever dreams, fever dreams under the androgene waterfall, which contains uh, erotic short stories. And um, today I will read poetry and not a short story. Uh, because a few months ago, Peter, I saw you together with uh, Ralf Tenior in uh, Dortmund. Mm. And you uh, had a little event about uh, poetry and about uh, translating poetry. Mm. And uh, it inspired me a lot because um, I never translated a poem of me by my own. And uh, especially the, my poetry book of 2021, Gedichte, die nach Leben schreien, in English poems that cry out for life, um, contains a lot of sp speaking word melody and metrum and uh, rhymes. And my inspiration was to, um, to take this and try to take this metrum and this melody and bring it to the English language. So I will read a poetry today. Fantastic. Go ahead. Uh, I will read because uh, you... I will read first the 16, 16 verses uh, from the German version. So you can uh, apply the melody and then I read the whole English version. Version. Is it okay? Yes, please do. Lovely. Hohlkörper. Uh, Die Schwere der Lippen hält sie noch zusammen und schenkt ihnen dann eine Form. Die Leichtigkeit der ausgestoßenen Silben bleibt als Fluchtversuch aus ihnen genormt. Wie schmeckt nur die Sehnsucht, wenn nicht nur nach Asche und Rauch? Die Zunge leckt Gott an der Hand, die sie füttert und wird nach der Berührung schon taub. Da tobt etwas hinter dem Fleisch und den Rippen und schlitzt sich durch Brustkorb und Lungen. Parasitär und geboren allein, um zu schreien und kein Heil lässt es verstummen. Ein schwarzes Loch, das die Realität komprimiert, damit sie noch in meinen Kopf passt. Ein Drang, sich zu ändern und sich umzukrempeln, der an meiner Innenwand kratzt. Da ist ein unsichtbarer Hohlraum, der sich durch mein Körper wühlt. Und weder Freundschaft oder Liebe kriegen ihn je gefüllt. Da ist ein Riss in meiner Haut, der täglich etwas weiter wächst. Bis zu dem Zeitpunkt, an dem er mich ganz ausbluten lässt, mich ganz ausbluten lässt. 
that's the German version. And we're going on with the uh, English version, Hohlkörper, or in English, a hollow body, or void body. The weight of the lips keeps them together and molds them into a form. The lightness of the cracker lips remains as attempt to escape to the norm. What is the taste of the longing if not just ashes and dust? The tongue briefly licks and the hand that feeds it and becomes numb after the touch. Something rages through the chest and the lungs and slices through flesh and through ribs. Parasitic born so lily to scream and no medicine can silence it. A black hole compresses reality so it still fits in my mind. An urge to change and revamp myself consuming the last drop of light. There is a hidden cavity that burrows through my whole body and neither friendship nor love truly fills it with me. There is a crack inside my skin that grows a little every day until the moment bleeds me dry, leaving me so empty. I was so fearful of my own death that I always feel so ashamed. And after that consumed by shame, so I longed for it again. I stuffed so much into the gaping void and numbered the pain with consumption. Numb from trivial heaviness, yet but not tired enough to rest. How does the inner peace taste within me, if not like tears and like sweat? The abyss gazed at its new feast before tearing apart the feeding hand. There is a beast inside my body that spots every happiness, devouring every beauty moment in one deep inhalation. There is a monster in my chest that marks its territory in me. No matter how often I can catch it, it will always run free. The insignificance of one's own actions as noted as feeble attempt. The lightness of wasted hours finds nothing to burden the end. How does victory feel when despise all possessions, emptiness claims it at all? How does loss feel when every moment of flying is just waiting for the fall? Every desire for peace is soon strangled, embraced by greed and envy. How can one enjoy their life when only existence is left? There is a leak so deep within me, growing larger each second, and no engineer on earth can ever repair it. There is a chasm in my organs that robs me every lother yet. My every, my own Mariana stretch where my smile sinks. So I seek the end, yet only find the path. Somehow it continues. And only the gaping wounds of the last time I can see make the pain tangible for me. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Yeah. What an, uh, what an achievement to translate 
your own poem it's such a a big work and how how, how did you uh, go about it and are you happy with the translation uh, i'm really happy with the translation um it was it was hard it was a very hard work uh, i my first uh, mind was um to, to read a short story, because short story are much more easier to uh, translate. But I wanted to uh, to get in the metrum, to get in the melody. And that was uh, very, very heavy, um, especially to find words <laughs> and more shorter words than in German. <laughs> and um, that was it was complicated, but I'm very happy. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes, I um, uh, I had a, I had a track too, bringing uh, the song "Echo" in German "Echo" by uh, the German uh, Gothic rock band Asp, and uh, it it's very um, uh, it has has a. a a great meaning for me because uh, without the band Asp, I would not be a writer. Uh, when I was 14, I've heard uh, a song of them and I always said, I want to write like this man. And this was my deepest inspiration, and especially the song Echo or Echo um, guided me while I was writing The Fever Dreams and is about a journey and to find uh, the inner flame again after burning out. Am Tag erdrückte mich der fahle Sonnenschein. Alle Sterne blickten nachts auf mich herab. Doch nie befreiten sie mich von der großen Bürde. Kein Regenguss, kein Strafgericht, nichts wusch mich rein. Und selbst Sternschnuppenschweife schnitt ich ab, gewahr, dass es vom Himmel nichts mehr geben würde. So kam ich frei, kappte die Fäden vehement, die ihren Ursprung hatten dort am Firmament. Zerbrochen, mein Innerstes blieb das. 
so that was uh, a track chosen by Calvin called Echo by Asp. We almost look up. I'll I'll go I'll go and look up the band. I wasn't acquainted with Asp before now. So it's it's um it's nearly time to wind up this conversation with the, the three Dortmund poets and also with Dalton here in Leeds. It's been lovely to have you here. Before we go, um just I'll invite you really as a group of poets who are particularly with Dalton and Lynn who are collaborating. Um but it'd be lovely one day with Calvin and Torsten to to set that a similar situation up to talk about some um, kind of international collaboration between writers because obviously Chapel FM in Leeds um, we very much believe in this kind of cultural cross-fertilization and relationships conversations between writers artists in different countries particularly with our sister cities so yeah um well Torsten you've you've done quite a bit of work in Iceland you've you've done international work before what for you is important about that yeah, it's important for me is uh, to see um, how are writers working around the world. I've, I'm going to Iceland, uh, collaboration with uh, partners in France, in Russia. I have been in, um, in Norway and so on and so on and so on. And um, so I hope uh, that I will be open my mind and uh, I can hear and see uh, how how are you working in other countries? And this is important um, because, I mean, you can bring back very, very much an ideas uh, into your own uh, country. And uh, so uh, by myself, is it, uh, uh, is it so that uh, I am full of ideas when I come back from other countries? And that is uh, very important. And the second uh, 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 second. Uh, uh, idea because I'm interesting uh, working with international poets is uh, you know I'm a member of the pen uh, the pen international pen Germany and this is a dark side uh, of uh, looking how are writers working on the whole world uh, because uh, it's not uh, everyday happy and when you are looking to the to the websites of pen international you can find something like a case list and that i call it the dark side of uh, of the real life when you when you can read and see how many writers are going to jailhouse are killed and so on and this is a uh, the great uh, uh, I'm searching for a word. Uh, the, the both poles, like North Pole and South Pole, what is uh, important for me as a writer to see the funny uh, side of this uh, living like a poet and the and the dark side. That is also important, so I can search for a for a middle way. Thank you very much, Torsten. Yeah, we we only have the news today that the Ukrainian writer Victoria Amelina was killed yeah. in yeah. In, um, in a bombing raid, which is terrible news um so yeah and and lynn and dalton yes you're going to be working together proper international collaboration leads in dortmund in the next week or two uh yeah what would you say dalton you've never done this before i believe but how you what's what what do you hope to get from it i think for me it's about connection um for me i've spent so much of my childhood feeling alone and like nobody ever felt like i felt and i think because i was in such a small town growing up I didn't have the resources and, and inspiration from others to keep me going, that representation, that, yeah, that collaboration is so important, teamwork. When you're on the outside looking in, it's a very lonely place. And I think as I grew up, that, that continued. And going into a prison system perpetuates that. 
um, finally getting out and, and exploring the world in, in, a, in a new adventure is, is, is like a life-changing experience. Going to university, being a part of society in a way I've never been in my entire life. But also now being welcomed into safe spaces, finding my tribe and collaboration is part of that. Um, learning about um, other people and how, I mean, that poem, yet again, it's still playing in my head. I really resonated with Lynn's poem, but that experience is similar to that transition of my own when you are moving between worlds where you are finally being you, yet you're visible, yet invisible. And that torment of like, well, where am I in this? And that almost, that repetitive line is that almost that, that activism within that, that I am this, but yet I've always been this. Why is this, why is this like this? And that idea of identity, which is shaped in my poem. Um, yeah, to me, collaboration is about that. It's about, feeling that completeness in other people um, for whatever their journey and experience could be so radically different from yours. But feeling that connection is vital. And then it helps you grow as an artist. It helps inspire you. It helps create new platforms that you may never have learned about um, or even have thought about. So I think for me, yeah, just learning and growing. And I think it will help me grow as an artist and, a, and as a poet uh, and as a person. Because that's what, to me, poetry gave me was a platform to experience the emotions that were swimming inside of me that I couldn't uh, make real, I think. And, and this is the sort of collaboration I've definitely wanted for a long time and never thought would be for, that I'd get it. So, yeah, I'm thrilled. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, Dalton. That's a passionate advocacy for, uh, yeah, collaboration and for poetry. So, yeah, I'll have to learn that by heart so I can trot it out as my own. <laughs> No, that's great. And Calvin, one one final thing from you about about international collaboration. If you have anything never, to say, I, I I never did an international collaboration instead of uh, with you, yeah. And this was beautiful, but um, I'd like to um, I, I think sometimes when when I'm reading. The people who um, are listening are hearing, but are not listening. And so I like to uh, read my German texts, maybe somewhere in French, where I know that nobody can understand. <laughs> so um, I can read a little bit more more free without uh, being the voice in my mind that uh, people are not thinking about that what I'm reading. Well, actually, when you read in the German, I didn't know what the sense of it was, but it was a really interesting crossover between singing and, and speaking. They had a, there was a lot of music in the, in the poetry, I felt. Even though I, I, and I, did, I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot. I'm uh I'm the worst musician you can ever get. <laughs> and, and technically, I'm the worst singer. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn knows it. <laughs> Very well. Um, I sing the worst version of Wonderwall. <laughs> well, we won't ask you to do Wonderwall now. <laughs> anyway, it's been really nice talking to you all. So thanks ever so much for... Um, 
for coming on love the words and lynn we'll see you soon and torsten and calvin i hope we meet again very soon um i'm planning a, a project in dortmund for next year and and yeah i really hope that that, that happens so um yeah uh that's all from love the words uh today and uh we'll be back in the new season which is in september that'll be season five of love the words and you can listen to all these on episodes probably about 230 of them now on chapel fm website so that's goodbye from us love the control love the command love the space bar and the hard return Love the words from East Leeds FM. Come back the way you are.